everybody. Welcome to another episode of Who Invited Her. We are San Diego's LGBTQ pop culture podcast. I am your host, Tony. And this week I am with just one host, one of my other hosts. Just me. Yeah. You're stuck with just me. (laughs) Brent's here. Eric is not here this week, you guys. He is unfortunately sick. Thoughts and prayers. Sick my ass. (laughs) Sending good vibes. He's been putting dirty things in his mouth. That's what he's been doing. No, I'm kidding. Daddy says no, you're I'm a kidding. dirty word. <laughs> you're a dirty word? Yeah. Wait, what's that from? I can't remember now that you're putting me on. I can't remember because it's like, uh, he goes up to the mom and says, my daddy That's... says you're a dirty word. <laughs> he is a dirty word. A dirty Eric's word. a dirty word. We all are. <laughs> we all are. But you guys, this week, we have a very special coming... Let's try that again. Boom. This week, we have a very special guest calling into the show in a little yes. bit. I'm very excited to talk to him. His new album just dropped September 16th. It's called Unbreakable. He is Chadwick Johnson. Singer-songwriter yes. Chadwick Johnson is going to be coming on the show to talk about his new album, his um, record release tour that he's doing. He's going to be doing a Christmas show in L.A. I'm this so fall. Yeah. For that. I'm really I'm. I'm so his music is a little, how do I say? It's absolutely good. Don't get me wrong. Amazing. He's very But talented. he's, a con- I would say contemporary, contemporary, like a doll. Yeah, like how would you classify it? Yes. Yeah. How would you ca- yeah. yeah, for sure. With a little bit of jazzy, blues, country mm-hmm. influence. His new album, Unbreakable, is like power ballad after power ballad. So, so And it's a very personal album. Yes. So I'm super excited to talk to him. And, uh, yeah. And yeah. Hopefully, I don't fangirl out because I'm actually a fan of his before. You are. And I, I didn't know this, Tony. You've only told this to me 82 times before the Shut show. up. <laughs> so I'm really excited. He's going to be coming on the show in a bit. Um, and we're going to chat about his new album and all that. But we, I want to talk about we last weekend, like we said, we had Red Dress Party red here dress. in San Diego. Yes. Yeah. Um, San Diego's Red Dress Party happened. It's the biggest HIV um, fundraiser here in San Diego. And all the money that's raised stays here in San Diego. So we had talked about it. Um, I'm going to put a put a picture up. Did you see the picture of all of us? Yes. I'm so jealous. I I looked a mess. No, you look As you guys could see, it'll be up on the screen. Um, (laughs) I was like telling one of my friends, like when they um, sent this picture, I was like, wow, that is like the oddest group of people. (laughs) And like my pose is like, when I grow up, I have no idea where I'm looking, but not at the camera. It was the. It looks like the weirdest family photo. Yeah, it looks <laughs> so like the awkward. Oddest Adam's family. And here's like Eric, who's not here, in his cheerleading outfit. <laughs> Eric's cheerleading outfit was wild. Yeah, it was, and actually, it was a really fun event this year. Some of the, I have to give a shout out to one of my favorite outfits of the night was from Jasmine Glam here in San Diego. <gasps> yeah. So she's she was all in red, mm-hmm. and at first, and she had a giant lemon wedge on her head, <laughs> and at first, I was like, what. And then I saw her hands. She was a lobster. Oh my god! With a lemon wedge on her head, that is and amazing. then her purse was a slab of butter. butter. <laughs> it was so cool. It was probably my favorite. I was like, I hate you. That is yeah, so good. So <laughs> yeah. Eric has a really good idea for our costumes next what? year. No, we can't say it. For a red dress? Yeah. Because you're going to go next year. You don't have a choice now that you're a co-host on the show. Yes. (laughs) Um, But Eric has 
we'll yeah. we'll let you know next yeah, year. We'll a year in waiting. So it was a, it was a very fun event, a fun night. We went out afterwards. I we went to Riches actually, which for me is like you know I'm like, like it's like boom 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 boom. <laughs> and I I had fun. It was a great night. I saw all the all the queens were out. I have very to say Paris from Inside Out, Paris the Drag Queen here in oh, San yeah. Diego. Her, her outfit, she was out. I want to say hydrangea, the flower. Yes, I saw the pictures. <gasps> yes, it was insane. I Gorgeous. was like, God. Damn you. Well, I'll throw a picture up right now so everybody can see what we're talking about. This outfit was insane for all. If you want to see our outfits, go on our Instagram, who invited her to underscore podcast, or watch us on YouTube and you'll see see pictures of it. Yeah. It looked amazing. So last weekend, after Red Dress, the next day, I went to one of my favorite places here in San Diego, Inside Out, had brunch with Megan, Miss Megan, who used to be on the show, um, and our other friend Stacy. Great brunch. The way they have decorated Inside Out for the holidays, <gasps> for Hallow- Halloween. Halloween, it's very Alice in Wonderland. Is it? It's so pretty. That's amazing. Yeah, but you know what I did Halloween? on Sunday? What? Afterwards. You got so quiet just then. I know, because this is going to be very revealing, and I'm going to feel very vulnerable saying uh, this. Okay. <laughs> I came home, and I smoked a lot of weed. <laughs> Is anybody surprised? Is that the vulnerable part? Yes, it makes me very vulnerable. (laughs) I soaked a lot of weed, and I made a giant pot of pasta with Alfredo sauce. I was going to ask what kind. And I watched Tokus Pocus too. Finally, that's my dream. Yeah, I okay. I will talk more about this when Eric's on the show, yeah, and hopefully Marion T comes back, and we can dive into the whole hocus pocus thing. But I'm going to say people who are hating on this movie are a bunch of, I'm sorry, but you're a bunch of whiny idiots. I'm sorry. You're, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. You're, you're right to have your opinion. But if you were expecting this movie to be Oscar worthy. If you even thought that this would pass as cinema. As a good movie. Get out of here. You know what? You're the one smoking weed. This is on you. <laughs> so I, I went into it with the lowest expectations possible. Me too. You know my diehard obsession with Bette Midler, yes. right? So I was like, she will do no wrong, no matter what she does. Well, she maybe some. But <laughs> <laughs> but even the first movie was a shitty movie. But it's so good that it's so bad it's good, it's right? It's so bad it's good. And we have watched it so many times oh, so many that times. maybe we have like brainwashed ourselves that, into thinking yeah. it's okay. But it's not. It's, it's tanked. It's, it's it's it did horrible in the box office. It's campy. It's weird. There are <laughs> plot holes. So there is like no like it didn't pick up steam and become popular till years after its release, yeah. right? Because when it of hit us. TV and stream. Yeah, our yeah. generation. Because yeah. of us. Our, yeah, yeah. yeah. Our obsession in the gays. Obviously. Exactly. The gays. 100%. <laughs> yes. Our, our yes, our, our obsession. Our obsession. Um so I went into Hocus Pocus 2 with very low expectations. And a lot of I, pasta. And pot. I highly enjoyed it. It was so stupidly cheesy and over the top, and none of it made sense. But the fact that the sender, I mean, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. So if you haven't watched it, you should. Um, Stop now. The fact that this, when the Sanderson sisters first show up, they do a musical number. I was like, come on. My little gay heart was so happy. I was like, this is it. Yeah. You have captured it. 
you came back to play. Come, and they, and you know what? They knew it was a shitty movie. They were like, you know what? Who gives this a fuck? Fun. Let's just have this fun. This is for funsies. Yeah. And it's for us. It's for us spooky little kids, us little gays yeah. that loved it so much. And we just wanted to see the Sanderson yeah, sisters more. Yeah, we just more. wanted to see them together again. It, yeah. it wasn't for you guys. It, it was yeah. for the critics. It wasn't like, be like, oh, this is like a classic. Yeah, but the God, the people online, everybody's like, oh, it was awful, blah, 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 blah. You know what? You calm down. Calm yeah. down. Sorry. Calm down. <laughs> yeah, what were, what were you out. expecting? Yeah. Like, what is this? The Godfather part I know. two? They're like, it has to be like Schindler's List. I want to be moved. I want to cry. <laughs> I want to cry. I'm, I'm like, come on, calm down. I want to believe in love again. Yeah. No. No. We just want to see Bette Midler. We want to see Sarah Jessica Parker's movies. And Kathy movies, Najimy. And Kathy Najimy's Making hair. really bad mom jokes. Yes. Exactly. Right? Yes. And I, I was all for it. I loved it. I, I love think- that they had like a younger cast who's going to mm-hmm. pick up the torch. All of that. There was so many throwbacks to the first movie. That's what I loved. Which I really appreciated. I loved all the shtick. I, I loved it. You know what it felt like? Like a modern version of like a vaudevillian show. Yes, exactly. You know what I mean? Yes, it I, was just so exactly cheesy and like waka, waka, waka. And I was like all the for audience. it. They yeah, were I was all for us. it. And yeah. I, so you ate pasta and I took that. I, whenever I want to watch a scary movie, yeah. I also want pasta. Do you? It's just a weird thing Why? I have. Did I tell you about my pregnancy thing? No. What? When I was pregnant, middle of summer, I'm like nine months pregnant. I tell my then husband, my first husband. Your um, only husband? My first and only. <laughs> R.I.P. Um, Choices. I know. But I was like, it's like probably 90 degrees out. I was like, all I want is a goddamn plate of spaghetti and I want to watch Adam's Family Values. <gasps> I was like, I want to see them go to camp. I want marinara sauce. I want garlic bread. And then I want to see them go to camp. I want to watch that tiny baby. Pubert. Pubert. Wasn't his name Pubert? It was Pubert. And I want to see Pubert. Pubert. But I think, like, I don't know, pasta and scary movies goes together for me. Yeah. It's so so weird. But I loved Hocus Pocus too. Did you you watch? Did Flynn watch it with you? Flynn watched it and she liked it. It's, It's made for kids. Old gays, yeah, and the yeah, uh-huh. and like theater kids, I'm like, yeah, uh, theater kids for sure. It, yeah. it, it it's was, very nostalgic. For it me. captured the essence of the first movie yeah. in that it was bad. It was <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. You know what I did notice on the show? What you have a very quiet voice. We've talked about this. Yeah. Now I'm yelling. Are you? Um, we've talked about this. So I do. I sound.
Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcast, Spotify, iHeartRadio or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Give the show a 5-star rating cause these narcissistic assholes need it. If you're watching the show on YouTube make sure you hit that subscribe button and thanks for listening. Hey everybody, we are back and we have our very special guest today that I'm super excited to chat with. He is a singer-songwriter and he just released his fourth album <laughs> september 16th unbreakable it's chadwick johnson Yay. welcome hey. to the show chad chadwick i was gonna what's going chad. on thank you so much for having me this Look, is fun all of our children in the studio audience are so happy you're here you hear them <laughs> the crowd goes wild i feel i feel very welcome so watch thank what you say i know <laughs> so this is your fourth album that you released unbreakable that just came out in september um i actually listened I knew who you were before this album because of your Las Vegas live album. You wow, did a you did a cover you. of one of my favorite songs, Pink's um, "The Glitter in the Sky" song, and it's one of my favorite covers that I've ever heard of that song. And nobody ever knows that song, <laughs> so that's how I first was introduced to you was from your Live Vegas album. And now wow. you have your new album, which is Unbreakable, which is. Um, as a fan of yours, very different from like your first album compared to now, and this one seems way more personal than than your previous one. So, how did Unbreakable come about? What what made you just decide to do this type of album? You know, um, first of all, thank you for for knowing my version of Glitter in the Air. I think yeah. it's one of the best songs ever it's written. So good, Pink, it's so underrated. Pink is a monster talent, oh and uh, I haven't actually done it in a long time. So you're inspiring me to like perform it again oh hey um i love that love that tune but yeah unbreakable is something that uh, my co-writer kalani and i wrote over the last two years and and we were just really you know we wanted to do something more personal we wanted to put songwriting at the front of of this project so it's actually 12 original songs and one cover tune um so that was really really exciting and you know we kind of just focused on writing about the things that we all go through in life, you know? Um, So there's not just one topical theme. Um, And then from a sound aspect, we really went for that singer songwriter kind of uh, classic sound, you know, Um, real instrumentation. I went to Nashville and recorded most all the instruments, which was a really cool, um, a cool experience. And then, um, you know, we recorded uh, the strings in Las Vegas um, we recorded the horns on one of the tunes in LA. So it's, you know, that's kind of the fun when we were talking about technology, you know, is that you can bring together all these amazing musicians, arrangers, yeah. writers who don't even have to live in the same city anymore. And we can collaborate and, and hopefully make magic, even though, you know, we're all over the place. So that's, that's a really cool aspect of the modern the modern world. How long did this album take you to write? Because I know like, especially the Unbreakable song, I'm like, that is a very personal song. (laughs) It feels like. How long did the process take you to write the songs? Yep. Kalani Kwepo, um, we we wrote everything together for this album. We wrote most of the songs over the last two years. And, you know, we all were living through you know, difficult, uncertain times in the last years. We don't even have to talk about that. We all know what that's all about. 
So, you know, some of the songs are really, really um, kind of inspired by what we were feeling and the highs and the lows in, in that time. And Unbreakable is the most recent song we've written. And I think, you know, it was at a time when things were um, starting to feel like they were going to come back and they were going to get better. And um, we were feel I was feeling resilient and like, you know, I was recharged again and ready to take on the world. And um, and so it was a really positive place for me in writing that song. And, and I hope and I believe that a lot of people can relate to um, finding that inner strength and and resilience and, and being unbreakable. I think we were realizing in our writing sessions, like we needed to do that. We needed to offer hope um, for ourselves um, and, and for those who, who listen to our music, because, you know, I mean, the news cycle, the world we're living in, it can get, you can get inundated with, with negative, heavy things. And music can definitely help us process those heavier aspects of life. But um, we needed something that was, you know, reminding ourselves and our listeners that we have the strength to move forward and make great things out of adversity and find ourselves resilient. So. Exactly. Exactly. So we wrote a song on the album. I don't know if you've had a chance to check it out yet. It's called Meet Me in the Sky. And it's kind of an up-tempo pop tune. And that's what we were, we were writing about. It was like our little fantasy dream of what it would be like, you know, we were in the lockdown and what it was going to be like when we all came back together at concerts and that music was going to bring us back together. And I, that's what I love about live music is how it brings people together. Totally can be that too. That actually went through my head. People are going to think this is about getting a little high, I guess. So that's, that's fun. Hey, we all relate to music, however, you know, that's what sometimes I don't even like to tell what I was writing about because everybody relates to a song in their own way. So that's fun. Exactly. Hmm. I can't probably pick one. It's Unbreakable is definitely one, which is why I chose it to be the title track of the album. Um, I love the cover we did of um, Crowded House, Don't Dream It's Over. I just love the way it turned out. It wasn't yeah. too much. 
It was subtle. It had a modern aspect, but yet a classic singer songwriter aspect. And, um, you know, a friend suggested the song and I didn't realize how, you know, all, we all know that song. It's yeah, iconic, it's classic, but yeah. I didn't realize the lyrics and how much I loved them. That's so, my favorite one. It. Not that I don't love the ones that you write yourself, but the <laughs> the way that um, I was able to, because I've, we've all heard that song a million yeah. times, but when I heard it on your album, I was like, oh, it's like I'm hearing it, a new song for the first time, which is hard to do when you do a cover is to like pay homage to it, but then still sort of put your own twist on it. And you did that very well. It seems well, like you stripped you. the song down. So the lyrics were more, um, up front instead of the actual music, which I was like, I even know what this song was about. Until yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, cool. Cause yeah. that's how I felt when I was learning the lyrics. I was like, Oh, I didn't even realize the whole story here. I just knew that hooky chorus. So yeah. I'm so happy to know that y'all feel like we accomplished. I was excited on this unbreakable that it was all original except for one cover because I know on your live album, the Live Vegas one that I like, um, <laughs> it was a lot of covers. And then you also did, I think on the the first album, there was a couple covers because I know you did Edge of Glory by Lady Gaga and you slowed mm-hmm. that down, which is a great, if you guys get a chance to check it out, it's a, it's a good cover. <laughs> So this, I was really happy to see like a bunch of all original. It was really cool. Like, oh, now it's like, this is Chadwick's voice coming through. He wrote, okay. And it kind of, as a as an audience member and somebody who's familiar with your, your music, it's like, oh, now we get to see a little more about you instead of like in a cover um, type of thing, which is really nice on the album, I think. So. Did that make awesome. you feel more vulnerable? Yeah. For sure. For sure. I mean, but it also makes it more, you know, important to you and you put, you know, I mean, I love covering tunes. That's kind of its own thing. Like you find what that song means to you and you try to bring it through in in your interpretation of it. But yeah, it's totally more personal and vulnerable to be writing about your own um, your own experiences. I mean, some of them, you know, we wrote a song on the album called um, Who's Gonna Save Me? And that song, you know, it's it's a bit dark and heavy, but it's it's an important topic for me in that it, it's about abuse. And, mm-hmm. um, and even, you know, the things we were inspired by were, you know, people that have been abused, people that have been human trafficked. Um, it just weighs heavy on, on me. And so, you know, but I've never experienced those things. Um, thank God. Um, but it was important for us to write something that brought to light that important message and, um, and encouraged, you know, people to ask questions. Yeah, because there's going to be somebody that listens to that exactly. song and they're going to relate to it because unfortunately, maybe they yeah. they went through that. And that's yeah. always like amazing when when you when have that, that happens, space yeah. to connect through music to something that uh, you know a lot of people don't write songs about or sing about. Um, I think that's amazing for you to do for those people to be able to to connect in that way. That's, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, now that this album is out and you have you're coming, you're going to be in New York. Is your next stop right? Where yeah. are you going to be in New York? Is it? I'm going to be playing at Chelsea Table and Stage on oh, Thursday nice. the 13th. It's a okay. great newer venue. Yeah, because um, you did Bird Rock I, before, didn't you? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember seeing the videos. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm excited to to play in this new venue. They do a really cool live stream, so people can watch where wherever they're at. And oh, nice. um, I've got some great musicians joining me there. I have um, a couple awesome special guests. My co-writer is flying out for the show, Kalani Kuipo, and he's going to be performing with me live the oh, duet amazing. that we do on the yeah. album. It's a song called On My Way. And then um, I have a special guest, Nick Rouleau from uh, Book of Mormon oh, and yeah, the show yeah. Uncoupled. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, wow. So okay, look at you. <laughs> we're going to do awesome. a surprise uh, duet um, from a uh, musical. So I'm such a musical nerd. So yeah. <laughs> I would, um, yeah, that so is exciting. Those of us not in New York, we can stream. We can stream do, it. Um, yeah. Uh, maybe we can link to yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. On yeah. Our sure get, for sure. Get the link up. For anybody yeah. who's interested, I'm sure it's going to be an amazing concert. But since we're talking about that, there is a song on your album called Ritual, and it's one of my favorite ones on the album. But what is your personal ritual when you perform live? Do you have anything you do like right before you go on stage? You know, that's I, someone else asked that question. Do I have any rituals before I go on stage you know I'm not like superstitious about live performances I'm like kind of just cool like some singers won't even eat before they (laughs) sing like I can be eating right before I go out on stage I don't care um it it doesn't bother me I'm lucky that way um you know I I don't know that I have uh, any like you know, ritual before I go on stage, probably just, I always try to, you know, it can be crazy putting on a live show and there's so many pieces that people don't even realize and that you have to remember and moving parts. And I always, right before I walk out, remind myself to make sure that I have fun and that I share love with people because that's, you know, no matter if everything goes perfect or not, it's all about just having a real experience with, with people. Well, sometimes there's a cocktail involved. Sometimes there's one involved, but yeah. You know, exactly. And you know, a cocktail is a great way to loosen up. And I can usually have maybe one before a show or like a half, but if I want to hit those notes, that is the one thing. It's like, eh. Ah. Oh, Ah, thank you. Sam Harris is awesome. I've seen him in LA many times and he's just an incredible singer. I'm actually doing a show with his pianist, Todd Schroeder in LA coming up uh, November 29th at Feinstein's um, uh, at Patello's. And Todd and I are going to do a show together. I'm super excited about it. We haven't played in years and, and he's Sam's pianist, so. Totally. Um, So growing up, you know, I don't know if you know, but I grew up on a horse ranch. I have a horse, actually. Um, And I ride still. 
But um, so I had a lot of country influences, but I kind of liked the soulful one. So I loved like the Judds when I was growing up, when I was a kid. Yeah. And um, so that was kind of like artists like that were kind of my early influences. Dolly Parton, like I loved her songwriting and her storytelling. Mm -hmm. I think she is. Yeah. And then but. For this album, though, to answer that question, I was really, for the last couple of years, I've really been inspired by Brandi Carlisle's songwriting. She's an incredible writer. I love her arrangements. I love her authenticity. Um, I also am really, like, into Ben Platt right now. So I love that, you know, yeah, I just I just saw his show. Really good. Yeah. Uh, well, I think... Oh, no. Yeah, I think that's one of the reasons I love him. He's like a singer singer and he, he's just so talented. Yeah. have gone by seems just moments have passed we couldn't find our time better spent the circle comes around each day is a gift you've been my lover and my best friend and over and over no, I, I do like country music. I don't sound country at all, but no. I, I love the storytelling of, of a lot of country music. Um, and that song, actually, no one's asked me about Be My Lover Again. And it's a um, duet. I wrote, it? yeah, yeah, it's a duet. I wrote it for my dad and my stepmom. Um, they just oh. have a beautiful relationship and they are just so, they're like awesome partners. And so I wrote it about them and about their relationship. Now that makes so much sense now that he said because I always when I because that's one of my favorite songs on the album and I was thinking I wonder what like it's supposed to be about because I could kind of make my own interpretation of it as as an audience member but knowing that okay that's gonna be interesting when I listen back to it yeah so it's written yeah. for your step your mom and your stepdad you said yeah no my dad and, and my stepmom Oh, that's wow. what a loving tribute. That's I know. so nice. <laughs> yeah. And then I wrote a song for my mom, too. I had to write one for yeah, her, Yeah, you too, cannot. And... Don't do that. <laughs> don't, <laughs> right? don't put your stepmom on the album and not your mom. Exactly. Wait, what song Although was... they get along great. They're okay. friends. Okay, it's good. Cool. What song was for your mom? <laughs> it's, uh, I think it's track nine. It's called I'll Hold Your Hand. Oh. I love that one. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I'm going to play cool. that for my daughter later, yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. That could be our song, too. <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay, so I have to ask, um, what is currently on your playlist that you're listening to? I'm probably going to bore you with this. I'm always learning something. So sometimes I'm not... When I want to listen to stuff for my enjoyment, it's yeah. usually stuff from like my youth, like older, older stuff, and it's always changing. Otherwise, I'm always like on the grind. I'm learning like looking at stuff for production or yeah. so i mean i have been listening to a lot of chris stapleton okay, um because cool. i love his writing and i'm always checking out the the productions and a, a ben platt like i said it's yeah. been i've been kind of that new album i've been kind of just obsessing on it yeah. um 
but yeah, I'm trying to think. It seems like I'm always in that work mode where I'm, I'm studying. <laughs> music, you know? It's hard because, like, as a comic, people will say, "What? Oh, yeah, yeah. What comics do you, are you like loving right now?" And I was like, "I don't." <laughs> you're <laughs> no, like, I hate them all. <laughs> I no, I love them, but like, I don't. I get because you're like, if I'm writing jokes, I'm just like studying, and it, and I'm not just sitting down to listen to comedy but yeah. you're, you're it's all like edification you're doing it you're always working and i guess that's an interesting point because for so many people music is like their escape but music is your job so yeah so you you must view it differently than somebody who can't sing or write music <laughs> do you know what i mean which is interesting. yeah you listen to it differently because yeah. you're you're kind of obsessed on creating and so you're looking for inspirations but you're yeah, so what fun. is going to be okay? So I know when we had um, Spencer Day on, we were talking about his like next album and ideas yeah. he had for albums. So what for you, Chadwick, is going to be your next project that you are like, hmm, someday I want to put an album out an album that's like this. What would that be? You know, I don't yet have the answer for what the next album would be, but I know that I'm in the process right now working on putting together a Christmas single. Oh, I was just going to ask you, why don't you have a Christmas album out? Your voice would be perfect for it. That's probably the next thing I need oh, to do, but I'm going to so kick good. it off with this uh, single. Yeah. Um, it's a song that we wrote as well. It's called It's Almost Christmas. And mm-hmm. it's, you know, writing like a holiday tune is really difficult because it's it's very nostalgic for people. Oh, and the yeah. things that, that we think of when we think of that time of year are always... Um, things that remind us of those great times when we were a kid or whatever. So we tried to infuse like, uh, you know, some of that, uh, some of those nostalgic throwbacks in the lyrics, but then bring our own perspective. So it'll be, it'll be fun to, to release it. So that'll come out in December. Oh, so that'll be out in time for this Christmas. Ooh, we'll have to get it played on the show. Um, I think I would be so happy to hear your versions of classic Christmas songs. I'm like a Christmas junkie. That's like my favorite holiday. (laughs) So, oh, since we are getting into the holiday season, are you dressing up for Halloween? Oh yeah. Are you yeah, busy? I don't, I don't know what I'm going to be. Yet. I don't either. It's always hard for oh. me. Yeah. What are y'all going to be? And what's the new trend? Like, what's I, everybody going for? My daughter is seven. So she is going to be the goddess Athena. And I'm going to be Medusa. So yeah, I'm going to be Medusa. She's obsessed with Greek mythology right now. So it was like... Is she? She is. That's so so she's like, I'm going to be Athena. And I was like, cool, I can be like Hera or another goddess. And she's like, no, you can be Medusa. <laughs> I love She's like, that. no, mom, that, you're Matisse. Fine. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Well, we did have that an idea for the show because we dress up on the show for our big Halloween show. And yeah. we and I'm like, these kids are not gonna get it, but we were gonna do the threes company where our other co-host, Eric, who is this six two big bear so guy, cool. was gonna do Chrissy, and I'd be um Janet, Janet and you would be Jack. And I'd be Jack. But I'm like all these 20-something-year-old kids that listen, they're not going to know who that is. Oh, that's true. We think it'd be hilarious. Who it is. My, for my daughter's... Well, they might. They yeah. might. Yeah, they might. For my daughter's first like actual Halloween that she could walk, I we were big Edie and little Edie from Bray, Grey oh, Gardens. Nobody knew it, but it was for it's me. <laughs> yeah. Do you yep, dress up for funny. Halloween, Chadwick? Oh, what did I do last year? I'm always like... It's last minute and I don't want to do like a big costume. Yeah. So I think last year I was like 
Tom Cruise from Risky Business. So I just oh, went in my oh, underwear and nice. socks. Yeah. And, and I'm sure it was a hit. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it definitely got some talk. Oh, yeah. Me sliding around the floor in my underwear. So do um, you, I mean, that's interesting though, because like probably the holidays are busy time, really busy times of the year for you. So do you ever get to just unplug or either you're performing or you're writing or both? Yeah. You know, that's kind of the great thing about, um, you know, the Christmas holiday that Mm -hmm. week, because pretty much everybody in the business, those couple weeks right there, just... Oh, you know, good. it, it kind of shuts down unless you have a private party to perform for or something. Yeah. So that is a nice time to recharge, you know, because oh, um, it's a nice long break. A long so, break. <laughs> and there's nothing you can do but just, you know, hang yeah. out. And yeah. Drink. So I, wa- I wanted to uh, go back to your horse training. How did that come about? Like, here you are writing this amazing album, amazing songs, and then you're training horses on the side. Like, where did that come from? How did you get into that? My dad got me into it when I was a little kid. Um, I want, you know, every kid, oh, a lot of kids want a pony and they want a horse. Yeah. Um, and, but my dad had always had horses. He had them growing up. So he really allowed me to, you know, get into horses in a way that I could like, you know, really make it yeah. my thing. And, um, and so, yeah, it was, and, and I, we kind of figured out, I kind of had a talent for training and working with them as I got like in junior high and high school. So I did that a lot. And then um, I got, you know, getting into the entertainment business, like, you know, it doesn't really go together. So yeah. I kind of had some years away from it. And then about five or six years ago, I got a horse again and, and got back, back into oh, riding. And it's just, um, you know, it's nostalgic for me because it, yeah. it was part of my youth. Um, but horses are just, you know, they're beautiful, powerful creatures that um, are very free and they they need you to connect with them in a way that they're not verbal, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they it's all body language and, and, and it's just a beautiful thing. And it's a great part to have in my life. And it's completely different and totally grounding. Um, different than the entertainment business. Yeah. So I, I really, I love that. that when, time. Uh, when well, did important you... question. Go ahead. Do you sing to your horse? <laughs> and if yeah, so, you what's sing? your favorite song to sing to your or horse? Or what is your horse's favorite what's song? Your horse's that, favorite song? That you sing to, to him or her? <laughs> you know, during the pandemic, I did a lot of live streaming shows and I did them from my backyard with my horse right there in the background. Oh, that's and amazing. I was out there singing and that was... <laughs> fun yeah and people got a kick out of it um oh, for sure but uh yeah i don't know if he cares <laughs> oh, no. see that's very grounding because you're like off jet setting doing your shows and then you come home and your horse doesn't care he's like give me a carrot and an apple exactly yeah. <laughs> when did exactly. you start in singing when did you realize oh shit i have this talent and i'm gonna pursue this you know, I, my earliest memory memories of singing were with my grandmother in church. My grandmother has a beautiful voice and she played piano. Um, and so she, those are my earliest memories, like from five years old. Um, so it was always just a part of my life, but I probably didn't really realize till high school Mm -hmm. that I was like, Oh, this is something that I, that I want to do. Um, and, um, I was actually singing the national anthem when it dawned on me oh. um, at a horse event. So the odd times together. together. <laughs> yeah. So that was uh, that was 
you know, that's probably when it like yeah. clicked. I, I think it clicked because I realized that you can have, you know, just a great connection with people through music. That's what clicked yeah. in me. And that's what, what drove me. And I, you know, before that I was thinking I would do something with horses professionally. Um, but you know, you know, that's the great thing about being a kid. You just try everything, try and everything, and whatever what sticks. Works for you. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But on this album, I, the, one of the main things I really love about Unbreakable is it has a very storytelling storytelling feel to it. On top of like power ballad after power ballad after power ballad, which I love. I'm a sucker for that shit. Yeah. So the storytelling on this album is so different than the previous albums. What made you want to more focus on the storytelling than just doing a cover of another song and putting your interpretation on it? Hmm. I, I think I, I just think that's where I'm grow I've grown and evolved as an artist, and that's what's more important to me. That's what I'm drawn into in the music that I love. Um, and I think the further you go in your journey in life, you have more to say and you have more, um, more to, to, to share with people. Yeah. And there's no more beautiful way than getting across a message that's important to you or a story that's important to you um, than with music. You know, um, I always say um, the lyric tells the story but the melody transports you. Oh, wow. It's, you know, it's when you put the music with it that like takes you somewhere your imagination, you know, runs away. And so, you know, I, I I think that is something that has been really important to me to, to hone. Yeah. And, and I, another reason why I really like this album is a lot of the songs, like after you listen to it, the first time you're like, I like that. The second time you listen to it, it's like, Oh, I just noticed that lyric. Third time you listen to it, you're like, oh my God, I totally get what he's <laughs> saying. It's like Seems every sad. time it's like you discover something new, on, especially Unbreakable. That's the song I would say that is very layered when I listen to it. I was like, oh, oh he awesome. was going through stuff when he was yeah. writing this. We're going through it, but we're, yeah. we're out the other side now. Right? Doing great. Did you get to hear the song? Um, it was actually the first single that we released off is the it album. Point? called the point yes yes as a your sassy song that's the one on the album i call his sassy, sassy song, song. <laughs> exactly this shit's baloney yeah i, I, know, that, I can't that, believe i was gonna say it i told tony i was I like know. my favorite line is that shit's baloney Lodi, yeah i was like bravo <laughs> my dad always used to say that he's just like oh that's baloney yeah i love on the album he has the explicit version and then there's the radio version and the cleaned up one <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah. shit, I don't know. Is that really even a cuss word anymore? But I was that. scared to death I'd get penalized. <gasps> I, lo- I, lo- really? I love that. I was like, oh, he took shit out. That's all. <laughs> you know, it's for the kids. It's for, for the, the children. Kids the for the children. Kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so they can say baloney. Baloney, yeah. <laughs> so who is your, other than Ben Platt, because we know you love him, who is like your dream duet partner? Yeah. Mm. That you would love uh, to partner, oh, dead or love alive. to write a song with, and love to perform with. They don't have to like be, be the, the same. same, right? That could be different. Right? Yeah, right, 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 good call, right, Tony. Right, right. Thank you. I have always <laughs> really wanted to like write, create something with David Foster. Oh. Um, I've had the opportunity to record I was his music, you. yeah, but never to like 
collaborate and write to me. He's, he's so brilliant. So that would probably be that one. Um, and then to perform with, oh, that's hard to pick one. Yeah. Cause okay. I used to say in like, you know, in my youth, like high school days, I would say it was Celine Dion. Like oh I was so God. into her. At that one is point. so funny. You say that because there's a parts on the song, on the album that mm-hmm. I'm like, this is such a Celine Dawson. song. Celine. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. It's very palatable, like power ballad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think there's a couple was like moments in, on the album that I thought, oh, Celine, okay. Be pounding my chest. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like to me, like I think growing up, her voice was like, whoa, That's you know? Yeah. And then uh, when I saw her live, then you were like, oh, she actually sounds that good in person. You know, a lot of people don't. Oh, yeah. Don't yeah, quite 100%. nail those notes yes. live the way they do on the record. She does. Yeah. She's something. You know what so. I would love to see you with? Can I say my dream to it? <laughs> yes, I want to know because maybe I'll make it mine. Is like Go someone ahead, just like so like Dave Grohl. Oh, just Ooh. like because I just think that you two together because he your voice is like so beautiful and nuanced and he is like powerful and you know and i think you two together would just be like very special that's what i was that's I like my dream that. <laughs> see you're thinking outside wow, the box i, I like, like that. that yeah yeah i'm gonna have to think about that there. if you're listening to this little show <laughs> of ours let's make it happen yeah <laughs> i kind of like that i just think because like you're because your voice you can do so many different things it would be and your range is insane yeah. for our audience his wow. range is ridiculous <laughs> yeah so like i it would be lovely to have you with someone that like could go toe to toe with you yeah so and like a, a different sort of thank mix. you what what style music did you grow up on were you listening to everything or did were you like a punk kid or like what did you grow up listening to it was a lot of the country music. Yeah. Like soulful country. Um, that's kind of what my world was, you know? Yeah. Um, I was always more drawn to the ones that were bluesy, though, you know? Um, and that influences on the album, too. Like, the, there's a little a little bit of jazz, a little bit of blues, lots of country influence, and, like, power 80 ballads that are actually sound yeah. really contemporary. Yeah, I would say that you're, you have the soul. It, you don't sound country, but you mm-hmm. have the soul of the country, which is the storytelling yeah. and the emotion. Mm-hmm. Oh, good, good. And, you know, the other huge influence I didn't mention, but uh, somebody gave me, I mean, it was before my time, but they gave me that journey album, that live album. Oh, yes. yeah. And I like obsessed on that in, oh, in high school. Cause Steve Perry's voice was just ridiculous. Yeah. It's like, and it's, of, yeah. yeah, it's insane. I can see that. Yeah. yeah. Dead or alive. That's the other, who you should <laughs> <There> do. You <laughs> <go>. <laughs> you should we better make sure he's actually dead. I don't, is is he? he? I don't know. I don't know. I can't remember. Wait, who, who? Steve Perry. He's alive, isn't I don't, he? No, he's alive. Yeah, oh, he's alive. Yeah. I don't want to RIP anyone. I'll be all sad. Everyone's just like crying. We're like, yeah, we're just, just kidding, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> we only did our research on you, Chadwick. That's we did it. not do research on other. Well, I'm honored. <laughs> oh, Chadwick, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Um, what? Um, you have one more follow up? Just what? What do you want people to know about this album? Like, yeah, you've, you've spoken a lot about what it means to you and and all of that. Like what and and you know what you were hoping to accomplish but what what are you just like your final thoughts like you want people to know when they're listening when they're buying your takeaway yeah um i i 
I want people just to listen with an open heart and an open mind. Um, there's, you know, like we've discussed, it's it's music that all different subject matters. And that's what we all are. Our lives are, we're not one thing and we don't have to be labeled one thing. We can be many things. And I think for me, that's what this music was. It's, it's mm -hmm. all these different parts of my life and my experience and the things that are important to me. And I hope people will see that and, and be inspired to live their authentic self. Yeah. That's it's awesome. a great album. It's like, amazing. As somebody who knows your music before this album, this so far, I, I do. I do. I, I like I'm like, I'm a, a fan. Little, Leave me alone. A teacher's <laughs> I'm so impressed. <laughs> I personally awesome. like this album because it's like, like I said, it's a bunch of power ballads and, and it's very like heartfelt. And, and you can truly listen yeah. to it. I listened to it like in the car. You know, some music you have to be in a mood for. I listened to it in the car. I listened to it while I was getting ready. I listened you to it know while I was chilling. The, when I was editing last week's episode, because I had heard the new album, um, I think when I got back from Croatia mm -hmm. and then I put it on while I was putting together our last episode of when I was at Oh yeah, that's so, so it's, it's, it's like all occasion music. Yeah. You don't have to be in a mood for it. I think yeah. that's what's so great. And it's really good cool. um, for those nights when you want to stay home and get really stoned and lay on the floor and eat yeah. munchies. Perfect album for it. Yeah. You're going to cry your eyeballs out on some of the tracks, which is great. Um, but yeah. But not on all of them. They're not not on, on all no, of no, them. No, no, no. Yeah. Then listen to the point that'll wake you up and like get you all sassy mooded. Yeah, yeah it's That's great. Right. I, I really enjoy the album. It's a great album. Um, let people know where they can find you, where your next performance dates are, because you're going to be in New York and then you're going to be in LA. So let every, give everybody yeah. the info. All right. Well, the best place to, to find me and what I'm doing is my website, my name, chadwickjohnson.com. There's always the show links there. There's, there's links to everything. Of course, I'm on social media. I'm on Instagram, Chadwick Johnson Music. Um, I'm on Facebook, Twitter. Um, and yeah, the next shows are I'm in New York. Um, we're live streaming the show on October 13th um, at 7 o'clock Eastern time. And then I'm doing a show in Las Vegas on October 27th. Um, at a place called Gatsby's, really oh, cool, Gatsby's. fun place. And then I'll be back in LA on November 29th. I'm doing my holiday show at Find Signs of Patello's. Oh, but yeah, it's the know, easiest way go. to remember and find is my website. It's just yes. up the street. LA is just up the street. You should come, <laughs> please be my guest. Yes, please. That would we would be love so to come fun. and see. That'd be so uh, fun. We should do it. We should do it. Okay. <laughs> and maybe I'll get to San Diego one of these yeah. days. I, I played please. at Martini's a few years ago. Oh, and, Marti so. oh, and Martini's yeah. is back. It closed down during the yeah. pandemic, but they're back and they're getting it back into the swing of doing the cabaret shows because it's a great space here in San Diego. Love it, yeah. People haven't yeah. checked out Martinis. It's a great little cabaret space that we have it. here. Yeah, yeah. Really up, come down. Yeah, and come you can find out. the new I'll, album I'll on, on, that. on yeah. Spotify, <laughs> iTunes, everywhere you can find the album. Check it out. Also, check out my personal favorite album, the Live Vegas album, because it's a lot of really good coverage. <laughs> both of those <laughs> albums. album that we're promoting. I know, both of the Your albums. Go and listen to them. Listen to them all. All of them. Like. Get all those streams. <laughs> but it's been an absolute pleasure, Chadwick. Oh. Thank you so much for chatting with us and letting everybody Thank know about me. the album. Yeah. yeah you've been an absolute pleasure. <laughs> yes. Thank you. <laughs> you, you guys you will both be are wonderful. And I'm so honored you like listened to all the music yeah. and everything. We love it. You're, you're yes. really wonderful. So thank you. Thank you. 
And you guys, that is it for us this week. We will see everybody next week. Bye.